0: Welcome back to Excelsior Journeys. This is George Saroy. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for tuning in for over 120 episodes. Still cannot believe how far this show has gone. I cannot wait to share the rest of this season with you. It's going to be so much fun, and we're going to be meeting so many great people. You're going to be hearing so many great stories. And there was one that you likely heard. Already, if you were taking part in the big uh, YouTube gathering that took place in uh, it took place in February, this was uh, one of the monthly excursions between myself and uh, horror host Ivana Cadaver, uh, who has who is really just an amazing person and a great friend and someone that I am really, really proud to be working with. And she brought on writer, director, and makeup artist, Todd Tucker. Todd's company, Illusion Industries, was responsible for the makeup effects for the new Netflix reboot of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I am still just Absolutely blown away that we were able to uh, sit down and spend a couple of hours really chatting with him, and it was just such a great experience getting to getting to know him, getting to talk about all the different stuff behind the scenes, getting to talk about how he and his team came up with the look for Leatherface in this uh, 2022 edition of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Legacy, and so what you're about to hear is part one of a two-parter. Part one is the first half of the evening, which is when mainly I was just kind of taking the back seat and letting, uh, letting Ivana just go ahead and navigate the interview and have a lot of fun uh, speaking with Todd on camera. And then I got to chime in on occasion and bring up questions that were being asked and on the, the chat forum. So there's a lot that uh, that Todd had to unpack and I'm looking forward to your feedback with all of this. Um, would you like to hear myself and Ivana bring in someone else? And who would you like to hear? Have you been taking part in the um, in the Facebook Live events? Would you like us to do more stuff on YouTube? Um, whatever the case, I would love to hear from you guys because that's, that's what this is all about. I want to put this stuff out there to entertain all of you. And... I am really, really excited for your feedback on what's to come. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into uh, February 19th, 2022. This was Todd Tucker sitting down with the horror host of the West Coast, Ivana Cadaver.
1: Looks like it's you that he wants.
3: I'm not going to let him kill
1: you. Hello, everyone, and I am so excited to be here at Todd Tucker's Illusion Industries. It's very exciting. We are going to be celebrating Leatherface 2022. This is TCM Talk. It is on Netflix, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and today is everything about Leatherface 2022. We are here with the creators, Todd Tucker and Martin Astles, and Todd Tucker is the owner and founder of Illusion Industries, and Martin is the key artist, designer, and uh, creator of Leatherface. What's that? And I
3: make the tea as well. Oh, you, do, you make the trolley. And he's a tea maker yes. as well, yeah.
1: apparently. Yeah. He makes great tea. Does he?
3: He makes fantastic tea. Well,
1: he's tea. he's he's you he's know That's it. So black tea, I, I'm assuming.
3: It is black tea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: So you're the the key artist, uh, designer, and uh, and uh, all around all over guy for Leatherface 2022. And Todd, this is your studio, and we're here, and this is what we're doing. Yeah, how are you
2: i'm we're great we are so excited um the movie came out yesterday um we're going to be answering some questions today so if you haven't seen the movie you're going to get a lot of spoilers so i would suggest that you should have already seen the movie if you're a fan that's it um uh very excited about the film i watched it last night with my family and
1: uh good <laughs> a family a, event. a very nice family right, friendly right. i'm looking and, over uh, at todd t- boy
2: <laughs> i was so i was so pleased with it um it was funny when we got this sh- when we got the show actually um we had worked with a producer named her Gaines, and he worked uh he was at legendary films and uh, he gave me a call and he said hey um i need you to help us on this lower budget project that we're doing and i said okay and he goes i need you to come up with the lead character and i wasn't you know i said okay sure that sounds great what what, what is it and he goes it's leatherface and i started laughing and he goes what the hell are you laughing at and then i go you're serious and he goes yeah are you gonna do it or what i'm like hell yeah so then I came back and knocked on Martin's office door and I said, <laughs> Martin, I just got the most interesting phone call. And I said, guess who I just talked to and what they're asking us to make. And I don't know. And I said, we're going to make Leatherface. And he said, he started laughing the same way I did. Right. And I go, no, I'm dead serious. And I had no idea. Now I'm going to throw you a props right now. I had no idea that I know Martin is, an, is a, a totally understand knows so much about movies and horror and everything. I had no idea that Martin technically potentially might be. It means losing. No, no, no. no. (laughs) No. Knows more about Texas Chainsaw and Leatherface than anyone I have ever met in my career and in my life. So when we started getting into this, Martin started just telling me all this stuff about Leatherface and Texas Chainsaw that I don't even think most fans know. I I don't even know how you know. But ultimately, he has this knowledge of it. So it was really great because... Martin sculpted and designed the look. Right. And when we uh, took the the sculpture into the studios, um, it happened. we got the job and literally two weeks after we got the job, the world shut down for COVID.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's what you had said. And I was like, I wondered what that experience was like, but let's go back to this yeah. for a second with Martin knowing so much about the character. I mean, it's kind of like fate, you know? Oh yeah. Right? I, I mean- had no
2: idea actually that you were, that overly knowledgeable about that about Leatherface? Well, I
3: mean, about some stuff, yeah, not as much as uh-huh. some people. Oh, really? Well, I well, well let's <laughs> be I'll be
2: honest with you. He's, he's being actually very, uh, very humble. When he got on set, Martin did become a very much a go-to guy yeah. for things and knowledge and everything Leatherface. So um, it was great that they had Martin on set because Martin was able to give all that backstory and history uh, to just help give that essence of the character you know
1: yes yes and so tell us about when so you get you you get the job and then two weeks into it the world shuts down and what are you guys thinking
2: it's over it's over, yeah it's over yeah, yeah. Like we yeah. just lost Leatherface, and right. i was like oh my god and then herb called me and he goes yeah screw this pandemic we're, we're doing this thing are you on board and i'm hell yes we're on board so <laughs> right. So then Martin and I sat down and we were like, how are we gonna get a crew in here? Because literally everything had shut down, no one would even leave their house. They were right. scared to death to That's leave right. their house. And we're like, right. how are we gonna do this? So we just started reaching out to people. And you know, I will say this, and, and you, you, I think you'll agree with me. Yeah. When we told people, hey, we need you to come into the studio, we're starting on a film. They're like, hell no. Yeah. Yeah. And then we went, we're making Leatherface, they went, Oh, um, oh, wow. they, oh, wow. change wow. their mind. they changed your mind real quick, but yeah. it was still hard to find people. Yeah.
1: With like the requirements, I mean, with safety precautions and everything. Yeah. I'm sure it was just, no, everyone know, was
2: scared we, to death. I mean, nobody yeah. knew what was
3: going on at the
2: time. No, it was so, uh, brand new. That's true. Yeah. No one that's knew true. what that's protocols right. were, that's
3: right. how to behave in a shop environment. So it was that's all true. a brand new world at that point.
2: And the entire design phase happened on this new thing called zoom.
3: <sighs> oh, wow. Which
2: Ooh. we had never used before. Oh, wow. uh, so, yeah. everything that was interesting too, because yeah. as we were designing stuff, Martin was designing the face. We had um, Miles Tevis, who's another amazing artist. Miles, I love him. Awesome. Miles yeah. did um, 2D designs of leather face under the mask, so we could start coming yep. up with what that look was straight makeup, straight look. makeup yeah. look. And then we had another guy did, and, too. and well, that was John Donahue, too. John Donahue came in, he was another one of our great artists, and he did some 2D drawings of the wardrobe and the physical look of what. Leatherface's body would be, so, mm-hmm. um, but we did it all remotely, and oddly enough, it worked out great. There were very few hiccups on this show. Uh, true. Comparably, it, was, it was a
3: bit it was a bit of a headache.
2: It was hard, but I mean, comparably to what we well, were up against. Yeah, because right? it's
3: easy to work with a lot of artists face-to-face, you know, right. so the Zoom thing, Todd's right, it did work out okay in the end, but it was, the translation yeah. gets lost a little bit when you're talking to somebody over a, you know, over a camera a little bit. You know, sure. when people are together, it's easier just to sort of jam and talk things through. But when you're trying to describe an apron or a ripped face to somebody, I think sometimes it gets a little tricky.
1: Well, not. Yeah. I mean, th- yeah. I think about it and I think about how that would be, you know, in this new world. And you guys are like two weeks into it of not knowing at all this kind of new world. Yeah. And so you guys, you guys basically got a crash course in it and probably... Uh, this will serve you well if anything should happen again. I mean, you'll be—you'll have a crash course in it. No. <laughs> we had you a we I
2: had mean, a creative seriously. team. Yeah, we had a creative team working here, of uh, probably ten to twelve people total. About
1: that, yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: No one got sick. Yeah. We spread everyone out. We did it really well. Um, yeah. Everyone wore masks. Everyone was good. Um, no one got sick. And also, when Martin went on set in Bulgaria to, to put the makeup on. No, one got sick on set either,
3: huh? They didn't. No, that's actually. I mean, uh, the producers did an amazing job on that. Because again, I think we were only one of maybe three shows shooting in Europe. I believe. Right. Mm-hmm.
2: But, Everything is shut down.
3: Yeah, and yeah. nobody knew how to behave on set. You know, it was it was such a crazy time, especially for makeup too, because obviously we're you know touching the actors and dealing directly with the actors. Right. So, Hands on breathing, everything. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. like it was full face masks initially and uh, sure. sterilization of makeup stations every day, you know, and for the first couple of weeks it was using like one set of brushes and by the end of the day you throw them out, start with a new palette. You know, you couldn't reuse things. Right. So. You still can't you still can't no you still can't no. said they, you have to every every brush can't
2: be
1: the used protocols for, for the sets now yeah. are just over the top sterilization so they, you know that's just over the top but that's what yeah. i mean you guys really got a crash course in this and yeah. you know we pro- you know we two weeks into it you, you know that's it's kind of a a story within a story
3: really yeah, yeah it so, was tough yeah.
2: we we were able to actually go to a few of the first meetings at legendary uh which was right down the street luckily and um the very first thing that we did was that martin sculpted Uh, We grabbed a head cast and Martin sculpted a design of what the leather face would look like. Mm -hmm. And I remember when Martin showed it to me, it was interesting because we talked about this. It was interesting because he had a really sad, somber face and we both went, you know what? They're going to fight us on this uh, because they're going to want it to be more scary and sure as hell they saw it. And they're like, they were confused by it. But the reality is with Martin putting that sad look in the face, um, it gave him emotion and it gave him, you can go anywhere from there. If he was already too scary, there's nowhere for him to go. Visually, you well, know. The horror
3: comes in what he does. I mean, this is just my personal feeling, but like, you know, you read the script and the horror is in the action. You know, the face, to me, like reading the script, it had a sense of tragedy to it a little bit. Like, the oh, face yeah. is, a, is a.
1: Well, especially in that one, there's oh, one, no. the one scene, and, and no spoiler alerts, but that one scene where he's really embracing the fact that his somebody around him has, you know, passed. Yeah. And that really was a pretty emotional scene with with Leatherface. Yeah. So no, thought, yeah, for those of you who haven't seen it, I won't spoil it 100 percent. Oh, but, you know what? It's going to get spoiled. Yeah. I promise you. It's <laughs> okay. gonna,
2: there. I, I think I personally think with the movie myself, the, my favorite thing about the movie is, is that I literally they they showed you a side of Leatherface that I haven't seen before, where you saw the humanized version of why. And the reality is in the story, he's been living at this orphanage. With a group of people, and hasn't done anything wrong. Right. He's been there for years, right. quietly just living among them. And it wasn't until you know uh, people showed up and mom got killed. Right, I kind of understand where Close. he was going. <laughs> I could, I could, I could be his lawyer in a court case and almost get him off right. because of the setup, the way they did it. And I thought that was really cool because I thought I felt for Leatherface.
1: It was a moment. First it was a moment in the film. It so, really was so good. Todd just said it was, you know, uh, there, you know, the mother was killed and i'm sorry guys spoiler alert it's out it's out guys it's It's out out. and it's you know it's out on netflix right now it is trending number three and uh it's going to continue going up i'm sure of it and uh you know so yes uh, the the, his mother gets killed and this is where that very emotional moment comes in for him for leatherface and i you know and (coughs) so go on with that
3: well basically yeah i mean like there was there was some uh design uh, approaches we took because initially like uh, the two initial directors on it you know had a certain vision for it you know which obviously uh, they were swapped out at a certain point but um, we tried to come up with something that was a little (coughs) bit um you know the hard thing with it there's a there is a certain amount of stress on this and certainly for me like there is a few sleepless nights involved because you know you know you're reinventing character to a certain degree that people love you know yes and there is a, a certain amount of pressure and stress on that and uh i took it to heart you know i mean it's hard to do those things without you're always worried you're going to upset the fans you know like i don't you want to bring something new to the table but you don't want to necessarily do the same thing again mm-hmm. and this is not continuation right i mean it's it's 50 years later or something like uh, you you can't he's not the same guy i mean he's changed he's he's a, right. a different person so uh, we had to try to extrapolate from the script what would make sense for this, this, new, uh, this new man. You know right. I mean, he's been hiding for years. I mean, he's, he's undergone some, some changes. Right. And by so. the way, to add to that, they told us when the movie started,
2: um, the first movie was the only thing that exists. Erase everything after that. We're, we're, we are literally taking place as if this story continued from the first movie only. Mm-hmm. So that was our, you know, we, we knew that going into it. And I'm going to show you this, right? This is kind of similar, not exact, but this is kind of similar to what Martin sculpted that we ended up taking oh, in. Did,
1: yeah, we get some, we get some, uh, <coughs> this is where we get the behind the scenes and some of the, the secrets yeah. behind Leatherface.
2: So we we took a, a generic head cast, but Martin had sculpted a face <coughs> on the head cast that looked pretty similar to this. Almost okay. exact, huh?
3: Yeah, except he had hair <coughs> on the initial one I did, um, but we, we took that off at uh, later date, but. Pretty much that, that was it. Yeah, you know. yeah.
2: And uh, except for it was in clay, thank you very much. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, I did and- do a
3: matter version though. There was a version where he pulls his face into an expression. Right. And he pins it with um, sewing needles. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was much more sort of, a, of an aggressive look, but it didn't It didn't really work. It looked kind of um, fake. Right. You know, it, right, It looked a bit more makeup effects It was kind of distracting. It like the
2: the elements made your eye kind of go to it. Just, so it wasn't really.
3: Just... It was just at the time it was just <clears throat> overkill. It felt too much. I mean, it was kind of a neat look, but it was too. Um, it was just too much. Mm-hmm. So we just. I decided to put more of a sort of a, a sorrowful kind of look on the face a little bit, you know. Right. And just let the as I say, the yeah. of horror come through what he does. But it played
2: something. into the the scenes where he's.
3: Well, look. When
2: he's in there, look smelling mom's clothes after she's dead, right. and he's looking. That really... me.
1: That was a really impactful scene. It was
2: great. I mean, yeah. having having him being able to have that sorrow look.
1: Yeah.
2: It was kind of like, you know, with, with Michael Myers, it was a face of complete blank, right? right? But right. That, that blank was, that's,
1: that's, that's worked nice, yeah.
2: so well because you read into that and, and the horror came from the character. I loved it when I saw this because I was like, yeah, when they, that sad look is going to be great. And like, when we showed it to the studio guys, they were like, mm, are you sure? And we were like, please trust us on this one. Right.
1: Well, I mean, so. I think it also leads, like, you know, what Martin's saying, you're saying, I think it also leads into the fact that when these crazy kill scenes come in, like Alvarez really went over the top with these with these kill scenes. Yeah. Like, the two things that they're talking about in this movie is Leatherface and the kill scenes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that must make you guys feel awesome. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm like, Leatherface 2022 is a hit, you know, meaning this character is a hit. Right. So, you know, that's notably what's being talked about. And these kill scenes, because I just, you know, yeah. it was a very easy Saturday morning watch for me. I <laughs> you know, watched this movie this morning, and I'm like, was on the edge the entire time. I'm like, God, you know, it's like it's like you know, yeah. early morning Saturday, just an early read, right. you know. Yeah. And uh, but but like you know, the bus scene when he's in there with the bus scene, awesome. you know, awesome. But awesome. that kind of that little sorrowful face, but what a kind of an abstract brought the irony of that, right? Kind of that kind of juxtaposition of images, yeah. guilt. Yeah,
3: totally. Yeah, so you got you got that. that. Well, the thing is, like, yeah, you know, I have to give props to Friday for all that because I mean, yeah. and I think even David the director would admit, like, you know. Uh, no matter how much uh, blood you would use, you'd have to put more on top of that. So he did
1: say that. He yeah, said, uh, yeah, Fede was like, no, if you just, if you have uh, blood, just give me more blood. That's right. right? Pretty much everything right. you,
3: you got enough, just add more. And that was yeah. exactly the right thing to do. So, but, you know, of course, the downside of that is like it becomes a swimming pool of blood. So if you're stuck in the middle of it, it slips lining all over the place. I mean, it was a, it was pretty uh, dangerous, I can tell you, and, especially and, on that
2: bus. And blood continuity on this movie was probably one of the biggest nightmares, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's that's Blood that's that's, is hard. That's But you know, also too, I want to, before we go too far, I want to give props, um, to Mark Burnham who yeah, played. Sure. Um, so Mark came in, this is his head cast right here. Right. Uh, Mark came in, um, we did a full head cast on him and, uh, he was great. And you know, you got to give him props. He killed it. And he literally killed it as, as <laughs> Leatherface. right Um, and, uh, and it was cool because you know, they do show him as himself, you know, briefly throughout, Moment, so it was important that his look also. So we actually, I want to show also too, um, George. If you can pull it up, there was a design that we did that uh, Miles Tevis did of uh, what Mark would look like underneath the mask. And then there's also a picture, if you can show it, of uh, what the final look for Mark was. And uh, uh, that's
0: that's actually going to be available on your Instagram page.
2: Copy that. It's on our Instagram right now. If you want to see those images, but. Um, it was important to also come up with his look for the underneath um before
3: we did the the mask so and mark uh, we did five or six different tests on mark you know ranging from very subtle to super extreme you know uh just we wanted to play around with that look a little bit you know but he was always going to be very obscured in those shots you know you're never really going to see him you know full on we well, do see him full long but not sort of like fully lit and Right. Uh, he was always very shadowy and mysterious. Yeah. but I do have to agree with Tyler. I've got to give Mark huge props for this. He worked so hard to um, sort of nail that original feel of Gunner. You know, he wanted to bring that back into the. Directory. That's just Gunner. Yeah. He's yeah,
2: Gunner. Yeah. There was some body language that he got yeah, from Gunner,
3: Mark really worked um, seven days a week on this, twenty-four hours a day. He was always like. Um, Researching that role and and bringing you know something a little not newer to it but sort of just making that character a little older, you know. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. He he worked very hard. Yeah. So. Right
1: out of the gate, it seems to me that right out of the gate, just from this and the, and the, and the movie, the the feature film is eighty minutes long. Yes. So it's, it's right, fast. So it's fast and it's yeah. quick and it's fast and the kills and that that's yeah. why you're exhausted right you're exhausted you're like oh my god! i don't gosh. know i was left wanting more yeah, actually because okay. it
2: ends pretty fast you're like whoa yeah and
1: a bit, but i think that's notable that it was 80 minutes yeah and, and you know and that that was probably you know i'm sure obviously I, done by design i but, always
2: feel like if you leave the audience wanting more you're, you're better off yeah because for me like a three four hour movie yeah with six endings yeah um i can't sit through but i think short and sweet was good for
1: me yeah this so. was hard fast like a Freaking Ferrari! Yeah,
2: now, I, know, I know. we have some questions from uh, some some of our guys that are on. Yeah, on waiting. we want
1: to we want to make sure that we uh, take a break right now to answer any questions from our media or any of any questions from our attendees here. So we want to say hi to you guys and uh, any questions.
0: Hi. Yes, we got. Uh, we do have some questions coming in. This is George, by the way. Um, we are seeing uh, quite a few questions coming in, and. Uh, the first one that we got over here is from Joey Titman, who is asking, so why a Poulon 306A instead of the 245A? Is
3: that the, is that the chainsaw number? Oh, they're looking at the oh. – that's, 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 right. that's not the correct chainsaw. No, this is uh. – yeah, uh, <laughs> well like, spotted. I
1: was like, oh, oh, yeah. my. This this uh,
2: well played, played, Joey, well yeah, played. This is <laughs> the one from the film. This is one that I actually uh, was given to by somebody – uh, recently. And, uh, so it's, it's not an exact duplicate. It's the same color and the same model, but there's some modifications. It's not the
3: same chainsaw. It's not even the same. No, a good fan can have known.
2: Oh, that was, that
1: (laughs) was, that was some uncomfortable silence. It was
2: used though (laughs) as a, as a stunt chainsaw. So,
3: but the, but the chainsaw from the original movie, is in this film. I mean, it is the one right. that's used. So, I mean, you know, uh, the original
2: chainsaw from the film is the one they used. for the film. Cha- yeah.
3: yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah. And
2: we actually yeah. had it here at the studio a couple we weeks did. ago yeah. Yeah. for a shoot. So, yeah. and we didn't play around with
0: it at all.
1: No, at all. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> Nothing. No. Nope. You guys wouldn't do that. So we, no, <laughs> I would not do. So, no, never
3: do. Like that.
0: We also all have right. quite a few comments coming. We also have quite a few comments coming in. We have CJ uh, Schweigert saying this movie was gnarly, loved it. Uh, we <laughs> awesome. Yeah. We have Hermit Sal saying outstanding, and we got some hearts coming from Sally, the zombie cheerleader, so it's always good to see. Um, we have, Sorry. up. we have uh, Glenn Shirley saying hello. We have also Hermit Sal is asking, how long did it take to film?
3: Well, you know, the actual photography was about, the principal shoot was about six and a half weeks, if I recall, and then we did pickups for about a month for about four weeks in May. Yeah, it was May. I think it was in May. So, you know, all together it was about 10 weeks.
2: And they built an entire city. That in, that whole city that you see in the film was built for this movie over in Bulgaria.
3: Yeah, again, I've got to give props to Michael Perry for that. Yeah, that, that looks that awesome. That set was amazing. It and looks uh, awesome. the, the construction guys in Bulgaria were incredible. It really was like walking into a small rural town in Texas. I yeah. mean, they... Interesting. Yeah, yeah. a lot of so much minute detail in that set that, you know, um, I haven't seen the film yet, so.
1: Oh, so you're, yeah, so so you're, so getting, just,
3: you're getting a No, I have. I, right, I haven't had a chance right to see it yet. I have. But, you know, I lived it, so it's, yeah. it's all good. But like, there was so much money. Yeah, I did. <laughs> But there's so much time, tiny detail in that set that I, I, you know, I don't even know how much of it you pick up in the film, but, yeah. but Michael did a it's great a job beautiful. on that, yeah. That's a really
1: good point. Yeah. And because it is so hard hitting and punches and gnarly, yeah, It is. It's gnarly. And, yeah. and you know, there's, you know, going to be that, you know, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to watch this over and over again just yeah. because there's a lot that you're going to miss. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, that's kind of yeah. an interesting little, yeah. little nugget.
3: There's loads of little uh, Easter eggs in that film. I mean, people have spotted it already, but, you know. From the it was- original. Well, no, but things like you know uh, registration plates, the population of the town. There's oh, all sorts okay. of Easter eggs hidden throughout the film, so the people have been oh, very nice. got to kind of watch so it a few that, times yeah. to find the Easter eggs. Okay. Yeah, it's
1: very so, so 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 yeah. So what Martin is saying is there's a, there's quite a few Easter eggs in this. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. great. Yeah, that's yeah. Great. George,
2: what else you got out there?
0: We have a little something from Horrorfest saying, uh, since you guys were talking about how gnarly everything was, he said the look of the mask was perfect, pure nightmare fuel, and it's been over a decade since Leatherface has been this scary. So that's, yes. always, a that's great, always a great thing up. to see. Nice. Talk about this mask right here, right? There you go. There you go. There we are. Yeah. That's our boy right there. Jackie <laughs> Blood also chimes in, saying, in my opinion, he was a hero avenging his foster mother and her rights.
2: I agree with that 100%. <laughs> we love
1: Jackie. I totally
2: agree. Yes. You know, that was, that's what made this movie for me was that I, I looked at Leatherface a whole other way this time. It
0: was and Horrorfest also chimes in saying so much expression came through the mask. It was so effective and the most expressive mask of the franchise. We could finally see the humanity in his eyes. I don't think it has been done that well since the original. So that's a huge com- compliment, yeah, right there. I mean,
1: really, yeah, and you know, and like at, at the end, now I won't spoil alert the end because you know the end's the end. But uh, I, like it's like every it's like every one of these iconic characters does he ever go away? Not really. Hopefully not. No. Hopefully no. not. They, they don't ever go away. But anyway, but you can really <laughs> see you can really see the emotion in his eyes. Yeah. In, in, in one of these end scenes. Yes. You know? yeah. so, and, and throughout, really.
3: But I think David too was like, you know, was very keen on doing a lot of close ups too. Because I, I don't know how many close ups you have seen in the original films. I mean there's some, but they went quite macro on some of these shots, you know, they got really, mm-hmm. really close to his eye. And I, I think David was really keen on on because um, you know, Leatherface is a complete, you know, freight train in this film, you know. Right. But th- there's still like little moments there where you gotta pull a little bit of humanity into that character. And I know there are certain beats that David was trying to get to at least show this is this is a human being. Um, you can't forget that this is a band who does terrible things. You know, Ooh. I mean, you know, he's running around with a chainsaw cutting people up. <laughs> <laughs> right, but but the, at the, yeah. the same, <laughs> yeah, that. but at the
1: same, yeah,
3: but but I'll, it's weird how people root for him. You know, yeah. I mean, because you know, there's that I heart. was rooting for him all the time, and
2: I don't know if it's just because it, you know we made him, but ultimately, the way they set him up, you you felt for him so much for at, at least for me, I was like. Right. Yeah. These people, you know, maybe he went a little too far, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe, but you know, he was justified. Mom was taken away and that was the last bit of sanity, string of sanity left in him. And right. you got that. You right. got that. And and uh, David did a great job as Ricardo. I mean, that film is beautiful. If you stop each frame of that I movie. Know. I mean, it's like, it's a picture. It's a really beautifully made film. Right. Um, yeah, really
3: Yeah, really the cool. DP, he's, I mean, <laughs> some of those shots, honestly, even on set, they were like paintings, the way everything was lit. It was often, you know, in the monitors, things can shift a little bit. But I don't think it was a single time I ever walked on that set where it just didn't look like a painting, like a John Constable painting. And again, those guys worked so laboriously hard. I mean, both Rick and David, like seven days a week, we're in the hotel, constantly making notes, constantly storyboarding, constantly coming up with ideas. I mean, I always say this, and you always hear this, people always say, oh, you know, I loved everybody on this film. But the truth about it is, is there's always some jackass on the film. But this film, I'm telling you, every single person was absolutely putting in the same direction to make the best film they could. Mm-hmm. I've never been on a set where, whether it was like, uh, Props, wardrobe, DP, everybody was talking. Everybody was collaborating. Everybody was trying to put the best film forward that they could.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and I don't – even when I came back and I said to you, Look, I've never been on a set where I had such a positive experience. Right. Was, that out
1: of, was, um, that, was that out of the gate with the pandemic? I mean, I mean, how far was that into the pandemic?
3: Oh,
2: that was – well, we well, were we – s- A few months, yeah. Well, you didn't go on – You, know, you didn't go on people- set until about six months after, right? About six months, yeah. we started yeah. – we got about a – we got about a three-month build time for everything, yeah. And then we got everything, and Martin took a lot of the stuff with him because shipping at that time was it was wacky. was almost yeah. impossible. So, um, but yeah, it was about six months before yeah. we waited. So it was it was at the height of all <laughs> if of. If you this. think
1: about it, because a lot of people pulled together, yeah. Either yeah. people went the opposite way Closed the doors they, and went inside yeah, or, or they, they were together. Yeah, right. Yeah, it, yeah. Maybe they were, you know, had more humanity. Yeah. So maybe that's why, you know, just, just an observation. That's all. Yeah. You know? yeah.
2: George, did you have more questions? I want to make sure. Uh, I to move, move,
1: move.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, we got one, uh, another one from uh, CJ Schweigert asking any stories from the Richter kill scene?
3: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> has
1: to take a sip of water for this one. It, yeah.
3: yeah. So that was, um, <clears throat> that was, I have, again, I'm going to give more props. Um, to Chris Ritvo, who was the the head of VFX on that, that was a, a hybrid between uh, uh, a dummy and a, a, basically a stand of um, Mo Dunford's face, which was laid right on top of the of the dummy. But um, uh, that I have to be honest with really you, even surprised me on the day <laughs> because um, I thought it was going to be like one impact with the hammer, but it was just one after another.
2: another and yeah. Another. Um,
3: and that was an intense uh, set to be on at that point because um, it was one of those moments where everybody just went quiet on set. Mm. You know, nobody really knew what to say, I mean, it was pretty brutal. Obviously, you know. Right. Um, but again, you know, it's 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 one thing to read it on a script; it's another thing to actually witness that happen, even on, on a dummy. Yeah.
2: Um, it was a brutal it's, moment. It's and, a weird vibe when you're on set and yeah. you see it happen because it
3: kind of feels real. Yeah, and I'll be honest. There's a, it's one of those things we think, is this ever going to make it into the film? Right, because it's, it was that brutal. So I mean, I'm not sure. gonna lie. I was happy to see that it did. But but um, but again, uh, Chris Rookby did a great job on that. I mean, he's a, he's a complete master at what he does. But. Um, that was a great
1: gag yeah yeah For i mean notably fun. again you know they're talking about the kill scenes the yeah. fans are going crazy over the kill scenes so yeah uh so some of these things that might not have made it in before are just making it they ended. made it in this one
2: one thing i do want to do um because we had a great team on this and i really we to pulled this off especially during the time we did without mm. these guys coming in so i just want to real quickly give credits to yeah, my guys talk, that came talk in to us about the team. uh yeah. so we had doug brown we had uh melanie eckner we had daniel crawley we had christopher gallagher chris gallagher's a longtime time friends of ours did all the teeth uh we had maya ioki I- okay? yeah oh, that's right uh dalton uh kutch richard mayberry christine mansfield john donahue and miles tavis and every one of those guys and gals just knocked it out of the park for they us. did they, yeah, really they
3: worked overtime the for us they were hair good, pieces yeah.
2: teeth silicone runs i mm-hmm. mean it was and we did a, a lot of runs because we knew that when martin got there not only was he going to have to do uh you know mark's makeup but there was going to be stunts also so we had to have enough uh, for stunts and guys mm-hmm. in stunts so we had we sent over like what 25 different faces uh
3: i think it was more yeah but we said more
2: afterwards but we initially set like 25 to start initial initial
3: about that and teeth also so i mean there was a lot of things because it's it's actually almost like 20 different looks yeah Yeah. i was was going to ask how many
1: actual masks were
3: there? Uh, I think we had just over 30 right. in the end, but everyone one was used. It was got one spare. And Every yeah. single one of them had punched eyebrows and punched
2: lashes and mm. all this detail in them so it wasn't like just, you know, get a silicone piece out, paint it, and throw it in a box. Mm-mm. I mean, it had to go through this whole process for all the detail, and it was... Uh, 30
3: masks.
1: Yeah, it was, yeah, it a was lot,
3: quite yeah. a bit. Yeah, Because again, continuity meant that, you know, for right. everyone, for Mark, of course, the hero, there might have to be a stunt backup. So I would have to hand paint the blood on each mask to match, you know, because the, the thing is, like, on a film like this, because there's blood flying everywhere, yeah. you can't predict it. Because initially, in when we were prepping, um, there was a huge concern of the entire production, like, how do we keep up with blood continuity? Yeah. And I didn't have an easy answer for it. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> I amazing. don't know how that blood's going to fly, because if physical effects are firing blood out of a, a blood cannon, or if they're firing it out of a, out of a fire extinguisher, I don't know how it's going to predict or how it's going to land on the mask. Yeah, well, the eggs are hard.
2: Well, the funny thing, you can't gauge them; they're hard. They don't. They don't. You can't really ex- know what to expect. You hope it goes a certain <laughs> way, but they're really hard on set. But again, yeah, I mean,
3: like we have was nothing but blood. But, uh, well, we run out of blood. Everybody yeah. ran out. Of blood.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask. I mean, like, was, like when we we're talking about blood, which we are. We, we, if you're t- are you literally talking about blood cannons and and oh, i was
3: everything yeah every type of gag in the book i mean the physical effects department did a did a fantastic job of building a lot of blood rigs yeah but i mean there were times where like if there were splats across the face like there's a scene you where- must
1: have been so stressed i mean not you know not terribly stressed but you must no, have I was really, really been, stressed. yeah you must have been I, at, I mean i would have been i would have been like oh my god Thirty of my mask, you know. Yeah. So I was,
3: yeah, I was stressing like lot. Crazy. It's it was hard, hard too
2: because we couldn't get replacement stuff for him.
1: Yeah. Like if, well, if he yeah, had that. what he had
2: because if yeah. we couldn't get more things to him quickly if he needed it, and supplies exactly. there weren't like. In no, I, I, I did run out of
3: stuff a lot actually, but there was a makeup team out there, uh, run by Anna Andreeva, who's fantastic, and she had a team, uh, Iskra and Yana, who were her assistants, which helped a lot with like um, just helping me like keep blood fresh on set and shipping me things that I couldn't get because I did run out of a few things out there because we, did, I don't think anybody expected that we would burn through so many materials. Right. Uh, and particularly things like blood. I mean, we ran out almost in the first two weeks. There's no correct. way to know though. There's yeah, no I way to know. We, cause I remember we were talking about how much blood
2: are we going to need? And we're like, no, there's needs. no way to know how many takes are going to happen. I and mean,
3: we well, made pastes and gels and like, cause there's blood that has to sit on him underwater so we had to come up with thick blood paste that would actually uh, be somewhat water resistant and of course you know a lot of films in the brain right right so the one thing that you know blood and silicon don't like is water so often between takes i was running in and having to match you know hand paint the blood back in but i was spraying the masks in sealer and various different coatings to try to lock the blood on um it was somewhat successful Mm -hmm. You know, but it was just a hell of a lot of maintenance. And of course we're shooting at night all the time. So, you know, you're running in there with lights and having to light the the face correctly, rematch everything from the last scene, get them back on set, seal everything. And then of course they're letting these giant, uh, uh, these rain bars, you know, and they've got this, they had loads of these rain bars, they were everywhere, but immediately it's washing the blood off, you know? Right. (laughs) So you have to just hope that they can get the, the, the scene filmed quick so you can run back in there and just, Match
1: again for a second, third, fourth take, but yeah, it was bloody stressful. Bloody, bloody stressful. Bloody <laughs> yeah. stressful. Yeah. That bloody stressful. <laughs>
3: George, do you have more
2: questions?
0: Sure do. Uh, one from probably my favorite, uh, my my favorite um, name that I see on here. I'm not vintage. I'm grumpy. Asks Todd. Tell us about Halloween Wars.
2: Oh, oh Halloween okay. Wars. Oh, uh, <laughs> wow. That's that's a segue. Uh, <laughs> Halloween Wars. Random. Random. I'm <laughs> not Texas Chainsaw, but I'll, uh, Halloween Wars was fantastic. I got to be on uh, episodes uh, season seven through 10. Um, I had a great time on there. Um, um, they ended up changing the format and, and going a different direction when they got picked up uh, by Discovery Plus. But uh, the times that I had, I got to bring puppets and put makeups on myself, and Shinman and Jonathan and everyone, meeting all the celebrities on set. Uh, it was fantastic. So I had a great time. That was a really good time for me on Halloween Wars.
0: Yeah. Fantastic, and we have uh, one from Horror uh, Fest saying, there is a photo circulating that shows what appears to be Leatherface laying on the ground, reaching for his mask. Lila is holding some kind of bar slash tank. Was that of the original yeah. ending?
3: No. I don't know where, the- I'm not sure where you're seeing that photo. <laughs> <Yeah>. It's interesting, <laughs> yeah. Not sure where um, that is. There, there were some, sh- there was some stuff that was shot that wasn't used. There's was some stuff in the garage that, that, uh, that we shot that wasn't used. Um, I've got to be honest with you, like I say, I'm going to come clean. I haven't seen the film yet. I haven't had a chance. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure exactly what the scene is there. Well, but, well it's, um, it's
1: good because we have two two of us that have seen it here. Uh, yeah, it, so it's kind of cool. Yeah, I
3: mean, you yeah. should go home tonight and watch it. Man. Do you think? Maybe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, worth, it's worth watching, but I, I like I think it. I think I know. like, I lived it. That's right. <laughs> I don't yeah. need to watch it. It's like a bad movie. I, don't, I think I know what he's talking about, but I'd have to see the still to believe it.
1: So, no, yeah, so. George, is there
0: any another question? Yeah. Um, let's see. Vintage is, is also asking, is Todd going to Palooza?
1: Oh, yeah. Um,
2: yeah. So, guys, um, we are going to have a full standing uh, Leatherface display. And uh, we're going to have some also uh, display of our other work in the museum at Monster Palooza. So uh, we'll be there all, all three days. So definitely come out and say hello to us and come take a photo with Leatherface.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be fun. I'm, you know, I'm moderating. Uh, oh, that's right. I'm moderating Monster Palooza this yeah. year, and I, you know, when I came on here and I didn't even say who I was, so I might want to tell you guys who I am. Yeah, who are you anyway? <laughs> so I'm Natalie Popovich, aka i cadaver. So yeah, I. But but yeah, I'm gonna be moderating that. Yeah. So that's exciting because again, we've been closed down, and I know Elliot.
2: Uh, yeah, Elliot, who runs Monster Palooza, has been trying to get that thing running and they've had yes. to cancel like three times now so yeah. um but i think we're gonna be good this time so i think we are too definitely come out and uh
3: come say hello yeah i'm interested doing cooking tips with leather folks. cooking
2: tips with leather it's <laughs> a new show we're gonna <laughs> yeah. put
3: together that's, you know, you know, with was, that's a good one
1: that's what i was looking forward <laughs> yes. to yes you know yes. yeah because i you know i'm such a great cook
2: so nice. <laughs> and
0: we have uh we also have another one here uh, from Hermit Sal asking In the outdoor scene where Leatherface's mom was found by that lady, is the thunderstorm computer generated image or was it an actual storm?
3: Say so that question again. They're,
0: sorry. So, no, they're
2: basically saying in the, in the movie, uh, when Leatherface, right when the storm comes in and starts to cover the, it's in the movie. Um, it's probably Was It was was CG. Oh, it was digital. Yeah,
3: Yeah, it was digital. Yeah, All all, all the weather effects were digital, yeah. Except for the actual practical physical rain. But yeah, Yeah. all the clouds and stuff were were CG. Yeah. Digital digital storm.
0: And we also have uh, Jackie Merson adding, perfect timing for the continuing saga of Leatherface. Interview is well done. That's always good to hear. Um, And uh, Horrorfest also says, you really sympathize with Leatherface. Had these events not transpired, he very well could have spent the rest of his days in solitude.
1: Mm. That's right.
0: Yeah. And yeah. Uh, CJ, I Schweigert think there was asked... another chance
2: myself. I I think he was misunderstood.
1: Hey, I, again, I just... so that
0: the kids on
2: the bus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so that's that's right. true. Yeah, the bus scene. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah.
0: yeah. We also have uh, CJ Schweigert asking how involved was um, Fade Alvarez in the uh, character design of Leatherface? He was fully
3: involved. Yeah. He was fully involved, and even. Uh, he was uh even when i was out uh, in bulgaria he, we would do zoom calls Fade was fully involved from from the start and, and even when we were into testing because there was a period of days where i was testing um the look on mark and we were changing things up fade was fully involved um with and we tried all sorts of different things too <clears throat> there was some masks where we would we, we um because initially you know it, it it's quite a it's quite a clean cut you know but there was some uh Tests I did where we were cutting more hashes and slack, uh, slashes into the mask and um, changing the color tones a little bit, and the actual uh, 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 the mask itself is actually um, attached to an underskull that's covered in Velcro, and you can actually sort of tweak the mask a little bit and reposition it to get slightly different sort of affectations on the face. Mm-hmm. Um, but we 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 filmed a lot of stuff and took a lot of stills and Fede saw things you know as they were being shot and he was you know giving direction all the time with with that final look so yeah he was always involved with
2: that and this was a great one because we hadn't worked with Fede before <laughs> um feyde's company bad Ombre had done uh, the remake of evil dead and yeah. don't breathe and they're doing some great stuff oh yeah we had worked with herb gaines uh who was a legendary on the films uh gi joe retaliation and and uh, jack reacher 2 geostorm um, and then he went and started working for Legendary. He was the one that called us on the job. But then when we found out that Fede was in the mix and we were working with both Fede and, uh, and Herb on this, it was really cool because it was an open door to me and work with Fede. And again, call.
3: I've got to give props to Herb because he held that production together during COVID, you know, and that was, that was I mean, nobody knew what they were doing. Right. You know, that right. was such a crazy time. I mean, honestly, we, we were trying to get things together. It was nuts. In fact, during prep, uh, all the prep meetings were held on sound soundstage and everybody had to be like 30 foot apart on their own little table. It was all new. But it was all new and yeah. like, everybody was being very, very cautious. But Herb did a great job of running that whole show. No one got sick. No one got no sick. No one got no sick. Do you have a question? I
1: have a few questions on Instagram. Yes. Um Somebody asked or says, I'd love to get a better view of inside the mask to see how they would put it on their set. Mm-hmm. I was gonna. I was gonna ask you guys about the, like the the, like the true process of these masks. There's a number
2: of magazine articles that we did that actually, if you uh, mm-hmm. if you check on our on my Instagram, I'll give you guys links to them. Um, we have photos in those magazines that actually show the silicone appliances. It shows the sculpture of the teeth. It shows a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. So um we'll make sure that that stuff's available for you guys to check out
1: and also just remember to go to at todd tucker, at todd tucker official on his instagram because that's where a lot of these pictures yeah. are going to be todd
2: tucker official and uh, we'll have a bunch of stuff up there for you to see
1: yeah and what, make what sure else sure you have know yeah, the question is how does
2: it feel to create such a legacy character
3: stressful scary yeah I mean, I <laughs> honestly, as scary
2: as leatherface himself well, it was a
3: lot of stress because like you know you don't it's like i said earlier like you don't I took this really seriously. We all did. I mean, you know, it's a huge um, undertaking to come up with that that mask. And um,
2: there was a lot of
3: it, it, a lot of question always, of how you were
2: gonna how people were gonna
3: respond you because always, you always know you gonna upset people. Like no matter how hard you try, it's just it's part of the process, you know. But you just hope that you'll you'll strike a note that maybe. Um, people will relate to this in the same way they did to the first look, you know. We but also, times have changed. Right? Times have changed. We yeah. also
2: had a, a couple different design looks for the hair. Um, at one point in time, the hair was a little bit longer because it was gonna be put, uh, potentially some of the hair left over from the mom character. And we did some designs with that. And um, ultimately we just decided that didn't work and, and it went to this look where it's the the wet down, you know, um, more flattened hair. But I, I do think, and what I've been hearing from people is they're really happy with the look Um, It has a very organic look that matches the the storyline and what's happening in the storyline. So I feel like and as we were reading through the script, it was very clear kind of, you know, um, the tone, at least in the script, whether the movie translated that way or not, the tone of what this was going to be. So the somber face and having him look just kind of, uh, you know, making the skin and everything look really translucent and real and, and. I think, you know, it was just, for me personally, I, I really liked the final look of what he looked like. At the end
3: of the day though, it's Mark's performance. Because no matter how yeah. good a mask can look, you know, you don't want the makeup wearing you, you have to wear the makeup. Mm-hmm. And Mark really, you know, worked that mask. You know, he, he really embraced it. And, you know, many a time he would put that thing on and he would just spend a few moments on his own, just, you know, finding that character. Finding and, the, right, you finding know, the voice. Mark, if you're out there, great job, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> but he was a trooper because again, i I got to say like, a lot of night shoots. The conditions were so cold out there; the blood was freezing. I mean, it was like a lump. You wow! Know? Yeah. He he was a complete trooper through that. Um, again, it's all outdoors.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, it's
3: sub-zero temperatures. I right. Mean, he was. Um, well, when you're covered in blood from head to foot, let me tell you, that is uh, a very uncomfortable place to be in. Yeah. Um, so I was constantly keeping him hydrated. We'll keep, we, we have to spritz him down to loosen the blood up all the time, especially around the neck, because you know, if you wear blood around the neck, it's a very uncomfortable thing. So you'd have to keep getting in it with warm water and spraying it down and keeping his hands nice mm-hmm. and lubricated because he's holding the chainsaw all the time. Right. So the last thing you know, is that thing flying out of his hands and hitting somebody in the face.
1: There were some pretty um, wild scenes with him throwing that thing around.
2: You know, him yeah. throwing the chainsaw was, was something amazing. that was really a, a cool aspect of yeah. his character in this one because he... He's he literally takes the chainsaw off. He can't get to you, and has a twisting way of throwing it where Absolutely. he can kill you from thirty feet. So it's pretty. There's and, some pretty cool things that he does in this film that I have never seen before, as far as his character. Yeah,
1: and it goes back to what Martin was saying about how you know you're playing this character. You you know you're not just wearing this makeup. <laughs> no,
2: no, and off, Mark right? and Mark brought that to it, and that's yeah. I think you know the, yeah, the combination of that. Mark's performance, the look. The look of the film, the direction—I mean, it just feels like it for me. It, it just really clicked. It clicked. I was into it. Yeah.
1: But I wanted to ask. It was a very good question. I wanted to ask you guys. So you know, you have worked with with all these guys. I mean, it's a tight click. You have worked with so many filmmakers before, and you've done a lot of really big projects. But this is the first uh, horror icon character coming out of Illusion Industries.
2: Mm-hmm. We've done we've done a lot of different. Um, Horror films like Ouija and and yeah, but you're talking about like, you're talking about the, the, the big top five, five right? the that's five because there's it. the top you got five. Freddie, yeah, you
1: got Jason, you got you know, you got
2: Michael, you got, got Chucky, and you've got uh, Leatherface. Leatherface,
1: and does and it. so
2: Chucky doesn't count. No I'm kidding. No, well, I, mean, <laughs> I think he does.
1: He does does be, he? Be, I don't. Yeah, know. It. Yeah, he does. He does. Chucky. But I mean, there's you know, there's a top one. So this is you know, this is a horror icon, notably. Yeah. And so, you know, I wanted to ask and you the guys, first, right, right. The first, first
2: started, Yeah, you, have to, you I have to give Texas chainsaw props because literally there was nothing like Texas chainsaw for the most part back in, in the seventies when that came out Correct. and you know, that really sprung the Michael Myers then the Jason, I mean, it really was the beginning of it. So regardless, you know, you got to give Gunner a lot of credit yeah. because that performance is really what I think. You make
1: you know made yeah. that work. Yeah. So nice man. Yeah. Rest in peace. Guys.
2: George, do we have any other questions?
0: uh We do actually. We have one from uh, just bringing it right back up here. We have um, Glenn Shirley saying all the effects were amazing. Great job. What was the hardest prop to make?
2: Well, we we at Illusion uh, concentrated on Leatherface, so there was other companies that did some of the other. Uh, effects in the film that were locals there in bulgaria um so prop wise for us it was really just focusing on leatherface for the most part now martin did uh supervise the majority of the stuff that was going on set because he was there and he was the guy that knew everything and knew what was going on so but there was other companies that did the props um and some of the other gore effects so uh we were we were all about leatherface
0: um, First, and-
3: I will say just quickly, though, mm-hmm. it was like a, a huge combined effort. Like a lot of people worked as a team on that because, you know, sometimes the answers to those gags weren't necessarily there. You know, it's only when you're on set and you see what you're up against and what you're working around mm-hmm. that you can really come up with, a, with some of those gags. Um, there so, was a DG, uh, uh, sigil, digital uh, CG some digital CG interaction. There was the some uncertainty kind on of right? certain things, but a lot of <clears throat> it was practical. Yeah. So yeah. Cause, I mean, Fade was very big on that from the start. Of everything was everything's kept practical yeah so yeah. there's a little cg assist here and there i mean i'll be honest with you that this the bits that i have seen it's even half me to tell so yeah. you know how much has actually been uh altered i couldn't even really tell you myself i mean mm-hmm. but uh should watch talk for it. that's very funny <laughs> i'll
2: give it a go I hear, <laughs> oh, sorry, you I hear it's very good, good. <laughs> i think you
3: might like it yeah. <laughs> oh just, that's good yeah. hey, that's a relief really,
2: <laughs> uh question.
1: good question
3: over here on instagram any mouse modifications done on set during shooting? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, good question, there were. I had to completely, uh, I told you a few things actually. Um, So there were some adjustments made to um, the length of the neck because initially the neck was just a bit too long. So um, we Mm. brought the length of the neck up. Uh, I did some color shifts. Actually, you probably don't even notice too much during the movie, but Uh, Rich Mabry, the guy who painted these, did an absolutely stellar job on these. But the mask is starting to rot a little bit through the film, right? I mean, it takes place over a very short period of time, but I would darken the mask up a little bit with ink and just sort of make the mask a little darker uh, during the film. Um, And for the most part, I think, if I remember, it was just changing the length of the neck um, and darkening the mask up towards the end of the film but that was about it. I think that was about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now
2: George, I have a question. How much more time do we
3: have?
0: We have about, uh, we have about 12 minutes on uh, oh, okay, cool. this one for this one. Let yeah. me
2: know when we're at about the five minute mark. Cause I'm going to do our giveaway.
0: Yeah, you got it. Awesome. Uh, we have, we have one here from uh, Brandon short who is uh, probably a similar question to the prop one, but was asking, can you tell us what brand of clothing Leatherface wore mainly the shirt?
3: Brand of clothing for the shirt? Oh, I don't know. That was all. So the aprons, I believe, came in from the U.S. Here, San Diego, right? I believe. I believe so. Yes. Yeah, if, if memory serves, there's like. some kind of weird, like old vintage apron that they put on him that they
2: found in some San Diego. I think it was some interesting. The the,
3: the the shirt, the pants, and the boots came from the U.S. I think. They they were um they were Timberland boots. They actually came from the U.S. The shirt and the pants were sourced locally, as well as the the workman's pants. I think we call them dungarees in Britain, but like the the, yep. farms, the farmers' overalls. Right. Uh, they were found out locally in, in um, Bulgaria. If anyone does know
2: where that stuff is, let me know because we're building a statue, and I got to find a shirt and apron. That's and not pants. true. He
3: dresses like they're The face really. He does. True. All right.
2: I admit it. I admit it.
3: Any Another more, question? George?
0: Yeah, we have uh, we have a comment from Eddie Lopez saying uh, you guys did Leatherface Justice. Great work. The bus scene is already an early contender for best horror scene of 2022. Sure. I expect to see lots of Leatherface masks come Halloween, which is always good. Uh, we have uh, Mark Burnham chiming in saying Martin worked his yes! ass off oh, for seven Mark. weeks, 24-7. I was so impressed by his stamina and professionalism. Boom. There you go right there.
2: Nice. Leatherface himself, ladies and gentlemen, yes. awesome! Thanks, Mom.
0: Thanks, Mark. There you go, Mark. Thank you so much for chiming in. This is so cool, by the way. Just as as a just a quick just a quick aside, I'm having a blast with this, and uh, it's everything's going great. So, thank you to all of you for chiming in with your comments with your with your questions. All of this is fantastic. Hermit Sal with a big one saying, "What was the most difficult scene to shoot and why?" Boss.
3: The bus, bus stands yeah. down. So there was two buses. There was the practical bus that you see that drives into the town, and then they built a whole nother fake bus in a soundstage in a swimming pool. Oh wow! Because there was so much blood. Wow! That between take. Well, first problem is is that because of COVID, we could only shoot for like uh, thirty minutes. And then you'd have to stop, right? And they'd have to clear out the set. You'd clear out the set. Yeah. And because it was a contained space, they right. have to disinfect everything, that it sit for another thirty minutes, wow. and then get back in to shoot again. Wow. So on top of which you got a team of guys going in with like uh, floor cleaners, like squeegees, to actually like mop all the blood out between each take.
0: <laughs> wow!
3: Prep the bus again, and then get all the extras back in the bus. Uh, it was just logistically intense. It was a nightmare. The reset on that was it was crazy. Crazy. Uh, poor David, like you know, I think for <laughs> I right think for now. David it was. I wouldn't say it was frustrating, but like, you know, as a director, you know, I was yeah, watching he's, he's, him. Yeah, he's, he's locked in to get in a moment and then suddenly you hear, right, clear the set and everybody. Right. That has to jerk you out of your
2: flow.
1: 100%. You know, as, as you're on a yeah. flow
2: and you're doing a scene, I mean, to have to stop
3: because of those reasons. And
1: yes. that's that new world. Uh, it, yeah. is, right? but he, it is. But
3: for Mark too, I and mean, for everybody involved, like, you know, you're all you're invested in those moments because, look, you know, it's intense, you know, Yeah. and everything's, you know, filmed in in parts and sections, right? So you <laughs> It's not like you start with the beginning and end with the end. It's like you might start with the end and finish the beginning. So like all the continuity, I mean, sort of the bus has to keep changing. But you have to think everything backwards oh. that way, though.
2: Exactly. You have to start from, from the worst point scenario, potentially, and go backwards rather than building up. So that's where it gets really, really difficult yeah. for continuity.
3: But that oh, bus great. was crazy. And again, I have to give props to Michael Perry because that bus was like the camera had to go into so many different parts of that bus. Mm-hmm. Um, and so much of that bus could be taken away you know and pulled apart you could get cameras in i mean it was a, a, a it was a marvel to watch i thing. i agree yeah.
2: though and when you see it it is that bus scene is absolutely the thing that everyone's going to be talking about
1: 100 yeah. i've, I've already got i've already gotten so many comments about the bus you know just talking to friends and right and, you know and it's funny because in the ad bus.
2: in the ad they show everyone you know pull out their phones and take a picture. And they make it seem like it's a funny moment. Yeah. And they kind of almost made the movie seem like it might be a little humorous. Yeah. Not a chance. Yeah. That's the yeah, only time in that entire film where there's anything that's even remotely funny. Yeah. But man, uh, the flip side of that moment is probably, I believe, one of the new horror great cult moments.
1: Yeah. I mean,
2: David might that and, not have and, and Ricardo just killed that one, and Mark.
1: Yeah. I'm like, might that not have happened? in today's world, you know. Right.
2: Yeah, right. George, any we more got, questions?
0: We got time for one more question now, you know, like everyone else who's who's chiming in with their comments and questions. I'm going to be reading those as well when we cut over to the post-game show. Got it. Um and uh so so don't think uh don't guys. Don't think you're being ignored or passed over or whatever. Your comments, everything will be read at the next hour but um, we got a big one here from both Jackie Blood and Sally the Zombie Cheerleader, both asking around the same thing. Will there be a sequel to this movie? Since there seem to be a few more in line to be made. Will there be a continuation of this current timeline? Please let there be a sequel. I've got
3: some ideas.
0: Yeah. Leatherface
2: and Spice. Leatherface, well no I think Leatherface Cooking Show is the best. That could be a good one. Leatherface a Cooking Show. show. Yeah. streaming show.
3: Sure, yeah. I don't know. I mean, would,
1: what would Leatherface uh, make?
3: He would do lasagna. Lasagna. <laughs> yeah, he's lasagna. That's lasagna
2: for Americans. That's right. Lasagna.
1: I was lasagna. lasagna. Um, we
2: are hoping, you know, um, when Netflix picked it up, we were assuming that this would get a theatrical release, but then when Netflix picked it up, we were like, oh, it's going to go through Netflix, but then they promoted it and they seemed very, very excited about it. So we're hoping this is the beginning of a lot more Texas Chainsaw to come. It's up to you, the fans. Yeah, if you guys like it, let them know. We'll make it more.
0: All right, and we are at the five-minute mark, so let's do some giveaways here.
2: All right, so guys, like I told you, uh, if you went on my Instagram, we were going to give you a giveaway. Um, What we're going to give and Lunch with me. Well, no, actually, a piece (laughs) of your artwork, though. Uh, I can't give... Unfortunately, it's amazing. I unfortunately cannot give away anything from the film. I will get in trouble for that, so what we're going to do is we're going to give you... it's not my name <laughs> i don't want this stuff um so what we're going to do uh martin's going to pull a name from you guys going on my instagram and you're going to win um, well actually let's pull the name and i'll show you what you're going to win i was
1: going to say no
2: no oh sorry whoever that was Yes, yeah. one all right read it natalie all
1: right let's see here hold on yeah i'm gonna hide it behind the booth you got it i'm gonna hide it behind the all right it is andy mink Andy
2: Meek, you have one. F- Let F- me show you. F3 F- I,
1: sh- I probably shouldn't give out his handle, but. No,
2: that's probably not. Uh, <laughs> you are going to get a Terror of Hallow's Eve, our film and shirt DVD. You're there also going to get a virtual tour of the studio. And Wait, you're going to get this. I know it's true. Okay. Uh, and this is an original art piece that Martin did years ago. Uh, this There's a one-of-a-kind this is the only one that exists and wow. you just won. This was a design for Grayskull that Martin did years ago. Uh, it's a really cool piece. I'm so sorry I'm having to give it up and I'm gonna give it to you. Congratulations. I would have been to the I know, right? <laughs> and I'll, I'll force him to sign it That's too. That's amazing. <laughs> awesome, congratulations. congratulations. And we'll do a virtual uh, tour with you and show you some more Leatherface stuff. Yes. Uh, we'll reach out to you and make sure that that happens. Um,
1: Congratulations, Andy. Yeah, that's fantastic. I've seen this in here a long time. It's
2: been (laughs) here for
0: a while. Yeah, it's been
1: here for a while. It's
0: great. Um, So, any last questions, George? Are we good to go? Uh, I've got one more. Uh, This is from uh, Ugo M, who is asking Did it just okay? Here we go. Um, Saying, Did you guys enjoy the political side of the movie? Did you think it was bold in this time and era?
2: I got to be honest with you, I just enjoyed the film. I didn't I think, really,
1: you know, right, exactly. I didn't really
2: pay attention to it. I just sat back and, and tried to watch the film as a fan, not as absolutely somebody that was involved in it. And I just didn't really pay attention to the politics. I just and enjoyed the, the ride.
1: That's right. And for me, what I really paid attention to was just well, I couldn't help but pay attention to it. Was really what this is, is promoting? Are, are these kill scenes? And honest to God, notably Leatherface. Right. Like there are, everybody's talking about Leatherface. So for me, that was, you know, and I'm coming to the studio to do this. So for me, I'm like, you know, that's where it's at. So no, I'm, I was just, I just was entertained by the movie. And I love the fact that it was 80 minutes of just gnarly, yeah. like, hold onto your seat. Cause you just strap in. Cause this is happening.
2: And I want to say thank you to everyone at legendary bad Ombre, everyone yes. involved in the film, my guy Martin here <coughs> for knocking it out of the park. My team here at illusion industries for helping me pull this whole thing together. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you enjoy the Leatherface character. Hopefully there's a lot more to come. And uh, we really appreciate you guys joining us today.
1: Yeah, we thank you so much for joining us for TCM Talk. And it's all things Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And it's on Netflix right now. It is trending number three. And notably, we are here at Todd Todd Tucker's Illusion Industries. And uh, this is uh, an amazing, an amazing congratulations to you guys for doing all things. Thank you. Yep. So thank you guys for joining us.
0: Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Excelsior Journeys. I hope it was both inspiring and entertaining. Special thanks to Zach Komtwa for providing new music for the intro and outro. Please take a moment to leave a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoy the show, Please share it with your friends and subscribe to your platform of choice by going to he'sgotit.com/podcasts. While there, you can also fill out the application to be a guest, inquire about sponsorship opportunities, and click on the buy me a coffee link if you wish to give your support to the show. All interaction is very much appreciated. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion for the show, please direct it to George at he'sgotit.com.